Dear Father, we come this morning again to meet with you. Not any man. Just like Paul said, I have not come with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of your power and of your spirit. Father, your people have come to meet with you that you will speak to them. Father, I ask, O oh God, make my tongue like the pen of the ready writer. Write your words in the heart of your people this morning. And every ignorance will be broken down today. The heart of flesh will be given in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that they will be filled with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And we arrest together every spirit of destruction in the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit of slumber, we arrest you now in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Breathe on your word. And let it bear fruit in the heart of your people. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to be teaching briefly by the grace of God. On something that... The moment I even finished teaching on Sunday, that we finished praying, that thought came into my heart. So it was with me throughout the week. So when we were having our prayer meeting on Wednesday, it confirmed it in my heart. And even our prayers yesterday. Because I have observed that believers are being deceived in their droves. In their numbers. So many. So many. And the reason is because some of the, some of the reasons is that some of them are looking for miracles that are not lost. So many. Looking for what is not lost. Some for other, other personal reasons that they have. When Jesus Christ our Lord warned us against false prophets, it describes how they will look like and the fruits they will produce. When you receive a warning about some, something, when you receive a warning about something, is to protect you ahead of an impending danger. You know, when you receive a warning, like, you know, when you go to a house or a flat or a building and you see, beware of dogs. What, can, what comes to your mind first? There's dog here, I mean. So you beware. I remember that there was a day, I think my mom sent me somewhere. So I was going on the street. I had the dog barking. But I didn't even know the dog was barking because of me. Me, I was just walking on my own. So I had, whoa, whoa, we backing, backing, backing. I just kept moving because they sent me on an errand. Let me go and deliver my message and go back home. In the morning, I just said between 7 and 8 a.m. 
So as I was going, I was going, I had him. Dog beat me. On the street. I just ran into a compound and the dog left. Big, well-fed dog. So I was caught in between. Should I finish the message or should I go? <laughs> should I finish the message or should I go? Should I? I do like, I stood, stood, stood. And I was bleeding. I just, I said, but it's just two blocks away to the message. And let me quickly carry the injury to the message and go. So I quickly ran to deliver the message. And I was jogging home. As soon as I got home to my mom's uh, shop, my mom used to run a restaurant. As soon as I got there, I said, Mommy, dog, I didn't even finish bite. I said, dog, because she saw my trouser torn. I said, dog, baby, eh? Which dog? Carry me there. Straight. She didn't even hear explanation. How it happened. That's how we got to the compound. In front of the compound, I said, Mommy, don't enter. They said, beware of dog, because me, I didn't see it initially. They just say, say, which beware of dog? Beware of big dog. My mom carries home. I'll be banging the gate. Bust! Who they here? Who they here? Nobody's answering. She, she tried the pedestrian one, the small gate, and that one was open. So she entered the compound. I said, which dog? Say, which dog? The dog bite you. The dog should bite me too. She entered the compound. The dog was back, you know. And you know, that, that day amazed me because the dog was unchained. She saw my mom and kept backing, but she didn't charge. What was my mom was approaching him? The dog was moving back. Whoa! Whoa! Ha! So me, I aligned myself behind her. So I can start moving. <laughs> so we're moving together. So that's when the owner came from the balcony and said, ah, Madam, what is it? Come down first to ask me what is it. Ah, okay. okay. Some of you don't know my mom. <laughs> so come down first. So the man came down. He said, Dog bites your son, my son. For we are come. So thank God we had a witness. Me, I didn't even know that somebody was there. One of their neighbors, because I thought, I think that somebody was driving out, so they opened the big gate for the car to go out. That was when the dog saw me. When I was just passing the gate. So he saw that somebody was coming, and he just ran after me. So it was the lady that said, ah, Daddy, the man was he just, he was just going on his own. Oh. He was just going. You know that he entered the compound. He was just going. He has even passed our compound to like three blocks away. When... He called the name of the dog, and the dog beat him. So, my mom now, now looked at him. That's, oh yeah, what do you want to talk now? That's the look. What do you want to talk? He looked at him like, the man said, ah, madam, I'm sorry. And our family hospital was close to that place, so she just, you should have, my mom now gave me, you should have gone to the hospital first before coming home. Say, we will have a doctor. Why didn't you go and complain first? And in the evening or this or so, the following day, the man said I should come and get something. I can't even remember what he said I should come. Then I've just known my wife. 
that time she was not my wife. So we're not going. And I've given her the gist how the dog came home. She still says she will follow. As I hit the door, just to bang on the door for them to open the gate, so that since the man asked me to come, we entered the compound. Me, in my mind, I thought that they had chained him. As we entered the compound, we have even moved further. I was hearing invisible steps. Because it's a very big compound. So it was as if it was coming from the back like this to turn. Because if he had come like this, ah, no way out. <laughs> no, if he, the dog had come, because we have moved up from the gate. If he had come like this, no way out. I would just need that like this and surrender. <laughs> but he didn't come from the back, he came from the front. So as he came like this, I just saw the dog. I looked at my wife. I said, run, no run, run. Run! Ha! She was not running. I said, run, run, run! The dog was almost grabbing her. Just pushed out of the gate. I stepped in. That's one of the things she likes me, or she loves me. Now she, the dog, was yours. Yeah! Because she wasn't running. Me, they say run. I've not fly the gate because I've tested one. So I can't test two. One's beating. So when I was saying run, she wasn't running. But me, I was already running in the air. But I was waiting for her to catch up. So I pushed her. As the dog, I, as I was going, I heard the gates. Like before I came out of there, I was holding the gate. I used, I used the gate. Hit it. Hit the dog. I hit it, okay, ran back into the house. Now, when you hear, now use that illustration to explain that when Jesus said, Be weird, that means there is something that is very fierce that can come and hurt you. So, be weird. Here, pay attention. Pay attention. Matthew chapter 7. It says, beware of false prophets which come to you, how? In sheep clothing. He said, beware of them. Because they would come to you to let you know that I want to harm you. Mm -mm. But they have intention, hidden agenda. He said, but inwardly they are revenue wolves another scripture another translation says revenue wolves inwardly that is inside inside so you can say a prophet Is an a false prophet is an impostor. Now, who is an impostor? A person who pretends to be someone else. A person who pretends to be someone else. 
to deceive, especially for fraudulent gain. My wife is pitying me. <laughs> For me, I'm just feeling that you can distract me. <laughs> Amen. So, meaning an imposter has an intent to deceive from the beginning. The intention is to deceive. So when Jesus said, inwardly, Jesus told us what defiles a man. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 11, we're coming back to this, but go to Matthew 15, 11. Or instead of Matthew, let's see the other uh, account of Mark. Mark 7, 14. Mark 7, 14 to 23. He said, inwardly. He said, Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. All of you listen, he said. And try to do what? To understand. I want us to be following. It's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You are defiled by what comes from your heart. Go on. Then Jesus went into a house to get away from the crowd. Uh oh. Okay, a different translation. Then Jesus went into a house to get away from the crowd. And his disciples asked him what he meant by the parable. Have you read 16? Before you jump to 17. Yeah, that's 16. No, it's 16. I'm, I'm, I'm still, but just at least a different translation. Okay. So then Jesus went into a house to get away from the crowd and his disciples asked him what he meant by the parable he had just used. Don't you understand either? He asked. Can't you see the food you put into your body cannot defy you? Food doesn't go into your heart but only passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. By saying this, he declared that every kind of food is accepted in God's eyes. And then he added, it is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, sexual immorality theft, murder, um, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what define you. They are what defile you. Do you understand? So when Jesus said in Matthew chapter, uh, this that we read before now, 7, that was talking about inwardly. So the prophet or the false prophet, these are inside of them that defiles them. Because you check what is coming out from him or from her? And Jesus warned us against this. So go back to that 17, uh, Matthew 7. 
He said, beware of false prophets who disguise as harmless sheep. They are harmless. They don't want to show as if their intention of an issue was to, to harm. So they appear harmless. But are really vicious wolves. Born. He said, you can identify them by their fruit. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Now, Jesus said, you can know them. There's a possibility to know a false prophet. It's possible to know. I know some of us who, don't, who didn't grow up in the village. When you see a mango tree, there's no mango there. You won't be able to tell that this one is a mango tree. But those who have seen mangoes growing in mango trees, when they see a mango tree, it's a mango tree near. A mango tree. Even when you try to tell them otherwise, they still insist this one is mango tree. So in other words, Jesus was also saying, when you see a false prophet, you should be able to tell that this is a false prophet. This one is a false teacher. You should be able. So go on. So even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit. Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. Every good tree will produce good fruit. No good tree can produce bad fruit. It's not possible. Every bad tree will also produce bad fruit. It's not possible because they don't have the ability. A, a bad tree does not have the ability to produce good fruit. Neither a good fruit has the ability to produce bad fruit. It's not possible. It's not possible. So if you understand these natural things that Jesus was trying to paint to us, you can understand also what he's trying to say, how to know a false prophet. So even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot, you see it, it cannot, it can't bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. It can't. Go on. Not good fruit. Every tree that brings forth not good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits, you will do them. You will do what? You will know them. Now, also look at Navdak. Or NDLE in Nigeria. You know, when they capture people with um, bad drugs, imported bad drugs, expired or something that is not supposed to be in the country, what they do first? They seize it. Right? When they seize it, sometimes they put it in their warehouse for a period of time. And that period of time that they are putting it in their warehouse, sometimes they are making room. Some of the corrupt ones there. They are giving room for them to come so that they will bargain. I release it. We'll give you 20 million. 
release it, release it, release it. So no, don't give me 20 more. I want 35 million. Release it, release it, release it. But the good one, I know that's how, that's how, that's what is in the church too. But the good one, the director, who said no, this will kill people. So when a first prophet comes to and he's teaching, and another prophet or a pastor or a Christian or a believer who knows that this is a false prophet that raises an alarm saying, no, this one that you are preaching, this one that you are teaching like this, it will kill people. So the NAFTA director said, no, if I allow these things to go into the market, it will kill people. It may, by mistake now, I go to the pharmacy, even me to buy, it might kill my own child. So what do I do? I cut it off, put it in the fire, and burn everything. True or false? So the same way, he will cut it down. He will even them, put them in the fire. Put them there and burn them because they are problems to the church. He said, please, I want to read it in LRT. I like the way LRT puts it. He said, we're going to 21. The voice said to me, son of man, eat what I am giving you. Eat this scroll. That is the word of God. He said, then go and give its message to the people of Israel. Please take note of that. He said, so I opened my mouth and fed, and, and he fed me. Who fed him? That small letter is, he fed me the scroll. Fill your stomach with this, he said. And when I ate it, it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. Then he said, son of man, go to the people of Israel and give them my messages. I am not sending you to a foreign people whose language you cannot understand. Not foreign people. The people you know. The Christians. In our own contemporary world today, the Christians. He said, no, I am not sending you to a people with strange and difficult speech. If I did... They would listen. <laughs> if I send you to a foreign land with this my message that you have just eaten that I have fed you with, he said they will listen. But he says, but the people of Israel won't listen. Now it's like saying, if God gives me a message and I come to church, and God was telling me that if I come to church and deliver this message, the people in church or the believers or Christians will not receive it. But when I go outside the church and I preach that same message, the foreigners or the people outside will receive it. They will listen and hear. It's about truth. But the people of Israel won't listen to you and, and you anymore uh, than they listen to me. Then they said, Son of man. But the people, the people, but the people of Israel won't listen to you anymore than than they listen to me. For the whole lot, the whole lot of them are hard-hearted and stubborn. But look, I have made you as obstinate. I have made you as obstinate. Please, read it. NLT. I have made you as obstinate or hard-hearted as they are. You see that? Hold on. I have 
the person you want to go and deliver the message to, the person is hard. I mean, you too. I have made you hard. <laughs> so that when you come to deliver the message, because of the kind of people they are, because of the kind of hearts that they have, me too, I have made you like that. So that when you come, you will not even you will give the message like that. You will deliver it. Because when I gave you that message, when you ate it, what, how was it in your mouth? It was sweet like honey. When something is as sweet as honey, what do you want to do? You want to have more of it, don't you? What about more? I had a story about somebody who told me that one of his cousins went to sleep. So as he was sleeping, so they wanted to the room. They were trying to wake him up. He doesn't wake up. He is a deep sleeper. So sometimes he said that sometimes when they wake him up, I tell him that ah, just now that you hit the bed, you have slept. He said, ah, when I told you that I was going to sleep, what did I tell you I was going to sleep? He's not to sleep. So one of the days that he was sleeping, he slept with his mouth wide open. So St. Louis sugar, you were putting sugar in his mouth in his sleep. Don't drop one. Um, He's sleeping. Look, jump on another one. Turn. When they drop the third one, I didn't wake up. They drop the third one. What kind of sleep is this one? So when they give you something sweet, your desire is to want more. He says, but look, I have made you as obstinate and hard-hearted as they are. I have made you your, your forehead as hard as the hardest rock. So don't be afraid of them or fear their hungry looks. Even they, they are rebels. <laughs> don't be afraid of your face. You know, sometimes, have you seen some pastor is preaching like this? The word of God is coming. And he's hitting them. Even when pastor cracks the prayer, No matter the joke that is cracked, she's not cracked. Or he's not cracked. Long face. And because they are rebels, God said, the word that I've given to you, you will deliver it like that. Go on. Where am I? Verse 9. Look at 10. Then he added, son of man, let all my words sink, sink deep into your own heart first. This word that I've given you, that you want to give out, that you want to prophesy, that you want to teach, that you want to bless. Let it first bless you. Let it first rebuke you. Let it first correct you. Let the word do whatever the word is intended to do first in your heart before it does to other person. So he continues to say, Then go to your people in exile and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Do this whatever they, do this whatever they listen to you or not. Then the spirit lifted me up and had a loud rumbling sound behind me. May the glory of the Lord be praised is in his place. Go on. Which verse that's we are going to? 21. It was a sound. After the seven days, the Lord gave me a message. He said. Okay, please go. 
Okay. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Hold on. First, he said, when I give you a message, how soon should you want them? You see your child running towards the fire. Burning, not the not burning bush like Moses is on you. Real fire. And you say, Cairo, don't go there. It will burn you. Before you are finishing the line, it's in the fire. Before you finish, the child is in the fire. So, but when you see him running towards that fire, Kyle, before, before he say, Kai, you have, you have jumped. Ha! Ah, you have jumped straight. You two, you'll be one. I've never practiced a long jumper before. How come I can't jump from here to this place? He said, one them immediately. Don't waste time. One them. Because there is danger. There is danger. Danger is looming. There is danger in the air. On our streets. In the church. Danger. So you warn them about it. He said, if I warn the wicked saying you are under the penalty of death. But you fail to deliver the warning. They will die in their sins. And I will hold you responsible for their death. I hold you responsible. Imagine that 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 example I just gave now about that child. You know that when if a fire burns that child by accident or by ignorance or whatever, that parent will never forgive herself or himself. Oh, anybody! I heard of a story of a woman. Who was reversing in a compound? She didn't know that her child, two years old, was behind. She didn't know. She was just going. There is a compound. Nobody, no neighbor to tell her that. Oh, no, 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 no. She got that. She just had. Ah! What's that? What's that? What's that? She looked red, looked right, looked nothing. She came out. Smashed. Because two life story, shall we? Because we went there to minister somewhere in Ife. But when we came back like two or three months later, we saw the lady, very ravishing, beautiful lady like that. We now saw her the two months or three months later we went there. She's as skinny as a patient. So when we entered the pastor's office and we asked, ah, what happened to that woman? We saw her that time now because she even came to us. We chatted, we talked. What? Is he sick? The pastor says, hmm. And he told us the story. What happened to the woman? She had never forgiven for, for, uh, for herself for that. So he said, the death, the blood of those people will be on your head if you don't want them. You know, the people around you, 
that you have noticed and you have observed how they've been following some false prophets. One them more. One them. <laughs> because as it is in your face, you are not warning them. It's on your head. I'll do it again. It's on your head. Now, what I'm sharing to this thing first dealt with me. No, it told us let it first sit down inside you first. Um, if you want them and they refuse to repent and keep on sinning, they will die in their sins. But you will have saved yourself because what? You obeyed. Because you have won them. They decided, they chose not to yield. Not to listen, not to hear. He said you have saved yourself. Nothing will happen to you. Their blood is no more on your head. Their blood is on their own head. You have saved yourself. So if righteous people turn away from their righteous behavior and ignore the obstacles I put in their way, they will die. And if you do not want them, they will die in their sins. The righteous will. He said, none of their righteous acts will be remembered. And I will hold you responsible for their death. But if you want the righteous people, if you want righteous people not to sin, and they listen to you and do not sin, they will leave. And you will have saved yourself too. Righteous people. You are righteous people. And the Lord comes and is teaching you, preaching to you as a righteous people, not to sin. He said, I have done myself good and you good. But if I come to and I begin to warn you of unrighteous living and you are still living like that, <laughs> even the righteous one that you have done, it will not save you. Sometimes when I read the books of this prophet, I begin to ask myself, but well, I believe that they are there. What I wanted to say is that, that I begin to ask myself, where are these words? They, they seem not to be everywhere the way they should. And it ought not to be so. It ought not to be so. So folks, in the time of spiritual decline, false prophets multiply. When you see the multiplication of false prophets today, today, <laughs> today, there are more. All over the world, not only in Nigeria, all over the world, they are everywhere. You hear the things they do you hear the things they teach. You hear the things they say. So in the time of Elijah, 1 Kings, let's check 16 first, 20, 29 to 33. 
Cross Kings 29. He said, Ahab, son of Omri, began to rule over Israel in the 38th year of King Asas. Asas reigned in Judah. He reigned in Samaria 22 years. But Ahab, son of Omri, did what was evil in the Lord's sight, even more than any of the kings before him. And as though it were not enough to follow the sinful example of Jeroboam, he married Jezebel, the daughter of King Ethbal of the Sidonians, and he began to bow down in worship of Baal. First, he had built a temple and an altar for Baal in Samaria. Then he set up an Asherah pole. He did more to provoke the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, than any of the other kings of Israel before him. Then, Elijah appeared. First Kings 17, 1. Because you see, whenever there is a decline of spiritual truth and the false prophets begin to arise, God also has his prophet who will be bold enough to challenge the false doctrines, the false teachings, and even the false prophets. Now Elijah was confused. Indeed, told King Hare, as surely as the Lord lives, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Because of the things that King Hare has been doing, King Elijah appeared. And met him and confronted him. First Kings 18, 21 to 22. 18, 21 to 22. Then Elijah stood in front of them and said, How much longer will you ever hop hobbling between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, then follow him. But the people were completely silent. They come to church today, they visit another prophet tomorrow. They come to church today, they go to the water to have their bath. They come to church today, so when Elijah was speaking in front of all of them, they were silent. So why are you dilly-dallying? Why are you going between this opinion and that opinion? Now, if, if then Elijah said to them, I am the only, no, if, but if Baal is God, say, fool no him. Follow Baal. If you truly know that Baal is God, follow. And he says, but if if God is, if the Lord is God, say follow him. Don't do the two. Follow one. You cannot sit on the fence. No way. Say, but they completely silent. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only prophet of the Lord who is left. But Baal has 450 prophets 
Meaning, when they stood that day, 450 false prophets were standing with Elijah. Because when Elijah was saying this, he didn't say, the Bible says that then Elijah stood. Now, if there were other true prophets like him, they would stand with him and probably to be recorded. Then Elijah and another prophet stood. But he said, Elijah stood in front of them and said, How much longer will you waver? And then when he was, he said, I am the only prophet. Because if there were other prophets, they would have been with him. So the other prophets were maybe not there at all. Or they were afraid of Jezebel to have their head cut off. They were afraid. So he was the only... Was he lying? Yes, he was not lying. He was saying the truth. Because I am the only one who is coming to stand for God. And Elijah said, I am the only prophet of the Lord who is left, but Baal has 450 prophets. False prophets. False. So I'm the only one. Now I want us to go to verse, that same chapter, chapter, verse 30. Verse 30. Then Elijah called to the people, come over here. They all crowded around him as he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. He repaired it. There are so many things that false prophets are doing in our town, in Nigeria, in the world today. As two children of God, we need to stand. We need to stand for him. It's not going to be easy, but you stand because he has strengthened you already. In verse 37 of the same scripture, the same chapter. Oh Lord, answer me. Answer me so these people will know that you, oh Lord, are God. And that you have brought them back to yourself. So the miracle that was done on that day, the intent was to draw the people back to God. Was to draw them back to God because they have already left. Remember we read that they kept silent when Elijah was talking to them. They were silent. They brought them back to yourself because of this. So 1 Kings 19, 1. So when Ahab got home, <laughs> he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed. Because after everything, Elijah carried his knife at his sword. <laughs> so Ahab went to give reports. He said, yeah, man. That he had killed all the prophets of Baal. Two gone. So Jezebel sent his message to Elijah. May the God strike me and even kill me. If by this time tomorrow I have not killed you as you have killed them. Go on. 
Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. <laughs> he went to Bathsheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Imagine a prophet that had just called fire from heaven and slew all the false prophets. Then the queen sent a message to him. He was afraid and he left. One. Then he went alone. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, <laughs> alone, alone, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I have had enough. You see why sometimes when you feel that ah, oh, you need to pray. You know why sometimes pray. And tell God what you are going through, as how you are feeling. Don't impress Him. How you are feeling? Like I said, God, kill me. Instead of that Queen Jezebel to kill me, you kill me. And because He has worked for a long time, said He said, "Take my life, for I am not better than my other prophet that has been killed." Then lay down. Then He lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as He was sleeping, an angel touched Him. And told him, get up and eat. Continue. He looked around and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones. And a jar of water. So he ate and drank and laid down again. Continue. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, get up, eat some more. Or the, jo or the, or the journey ahead will be too much for you. So he got up, ate, drank. And the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. There he came to a king where he spent the night. But the Lord said to him, What are you doing? You stay in your street. You stay in your house. Deliver the message. Don't just sit down in your shop or in your house. Deliver the message. In your office. Oh! Deliver the message. Deliver it. Because if you don't, their blood will be on your head. And we need to tell ourselves that I do not want any the blood of anyone to be on my head. Because I was afraid to deliver what the Lord has put in my heart. Have you not noticed that sometimes you have been led one way or the other, whether your, your cosmates, your colleague, your neighbor, your street person, your office, your anything that the Lord has put in your heart to deliver to somebody? And just for, maybe it's not time. Or, okay, how do I even start it? And maybe one or two weeks later, that thing that the Lord put in your heart. The person may just come and be discussing it with you. I see you have just on my own. One man just came. I was saying this thing. If God gives you a message to somebody and you don't deliver it, it doesn't work. He will call somebody else to deliver the same message that he has sent you. Listen. 
So Elijah said, I was the only prophet. I'm the only one standing. I'm the only one bold enough declaring your word, the word of your truth. The only one. Every other prophet have not come up. So even when the Bible talks about that he had 7,000 who have not bowed down to Baal, the Bible was, if you look at it very well, they were not prophets. They were just Israelites. They were just people of Israel who have not bowed down to the prophet of Baal, not even Christian. They were not prophets. So in a sense, Elijah truly was the only prophet as at that time that he was speaking forth the word of God. Albeit, they had other Israelites who had not bowed down and they were 7,000 in number. You, know, you see that what Bratimi was praying about yesterday, you see? That when he was talking about, you don't have to be a prophet to do the ministry of God. You don't have to. These were other 7,000 men who didn't bow down to bow or even kiss their foot. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive if possible even God's chosen ones. Many prophets. Many, many. I don't know many today. Go check the social media. There are many. He said, and they will deceive our many. Many. That even the very elect will be deceived. And the only way to stay sure that you are not deceived by this false prophet is to know the truth. Because knowing the truth sets you free. When you know the truth, the truth that you know will set you free. Isaiah 5 verse 20, Isaiah 8 20. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 20. look to God's instructions and teachings. People who contradict his word are completely in the dark. People who contradict God's word, who turns God's word upside down, they are completely in the dark. Completely in the dark. Ezekiel chapter 22 from verse 26. Ezekiel 22, verse 26. Ezekiel. 
He said, your priests have violated my instructions and have defied my holy things. They make no distinction between what is holy and what is not. And they do not teach my people the difference between what is ceremonially clean and unclean. They disregard my Sabbath days so that I am dishonored among them. Continue. We are going to 33. Your leaders are like wolves. Where was I? Okay. Your leaders are like wolves who tear apart their victims. They actually destroy people's lives for money. And your prophets cover up for them by announcing false visions and making lie, lying predictions. They say, my message is from the sovereign Lord. Now, I was listening to somebody. I was telling me, saying how one of his members in church, his husband is a multi-millionaire in dollars in, in America. And his husband comes to church like she does. They come to church. But she knows that the what makes the husband very rich is because the husband gambles. So the woman has been so pricked in her heart. Because since she comes to church, the word pricks her heart. Oh. So one day she approached the man of God and told her that, told him that, please, my husband is a gambler, but a big time gambler. Is more is a multi-millionaire in dollars. So please, I need you to talk to him. And the woman said, when he called the husband, the husband came and they were in the office in this, with this pastor and the pastor was telling the husband that he has not seen anywhere in scripture where the scripture is against gambling so that he should ride on and enjoy himself. The woman said she was so shocked. So shocked. I said, ah, I don't understand. What's happening? You know, just like Isaiah said, some, there are some prophets today that they will call evil good and good evil. That is an example of a false prophet. Calling evil good, and they call good evil. So let's go. So when the Lord hasn't spoken a single word to them, even common people oppress the poor, rob the needy, and deprive foreigners of justice. You know, first of all, you talked about the priest, you talked about the leaders. I looked for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. I searched for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so I wouldn't have to destroy the land. But I found no one. So now I will pour out my fury on them, consuming them with the fire of my anger. I will heap on their heads the full penalty of, for all their sins. I the sovereign Lord have spoken. Text 133. Okay. So now I pour my fury on them, consuming them with the fire of my anger. 
I will heap on their heads the full penalty. Full for their sins. And I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Now this message was given and was directed to priests, to the leaders, to the prophets. Those who are saying what God has not said. Those who are giving prophecy that God has not given. Haven't you had so many prophecies that has gone out from, especially Nigeria? Ah, in 2044, this and that, this and that and this. This in the election, uncle. So many prophecies. So many. But God will always be God. Let me just run because I'm not going to on time. Let me run to Ezekiel 34, 1 to 10. Let me skip this one of those. He said, Then this message came to me from the Lord, Son of Man, prophesy against who? Son of Man, prophesy against the shepherds, against the, the shepherds, the leaders of Israel. He said, Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. What sorrow awaits you, shepherds? Who feed yourselves instead of your flock? <laughs> shouldn't you, shouldn't shepherds feed their sheep? He said, go and ask them. They are feeding themselves now. Now, in our own context, let me bring it to so you. You, you understand what the Bible is trying to say. Do you know that there are pastors today who feed themselves with the offerings of the people? And they pride themselves with it. Ah, uh, it's my wristwatch now. Uh, when I went to Dubai, I got it for fifteen thousand pounds. Fifteen thousand pounds. Not this one, so I don't come and cut my hand after service. Fifteen thousand pounds. And they will say, "This is my shoe." When I went to England, I got it. Three thousand seven thousand pounds. Now tell me, is that the gospel? Is that the message? Now I'm opening our eyes for us to see because the idea is that for us to know and discern who false prophets are. So when you see this, this one, no, you can't get me because I'm grounded. No, you can't sway me. No, you know, you can't bamboozle me with this your word. No, you can't do that. I'm grounded. So that you know. Because Jesus said, Beware. Pay attention. Take heed. He said, You drink the milk, wear the wool, and butcher the best animals. <laughs> but you let your flock starve. You have not taken care of the weak. You have not tended the sick or bound up the injured. You have not gone looking for those who have wandered away and are lost. Instead, you have ruled them with harshness and cruelty. So my sheep have been scattered without a shepherd. 
and they are easy prey for any wild animal. Sometimes it's even the pastors that have pushed Christians away. Because of the false teachings they have been feeding them with. So that's why I beg you in the name of the Almighty God. As we are here in the church at Auburn. Just like Brahmana was praying this morning. That God will open your heart to understand his word. So that he will give you more. Because if you are not rooted and grounded in his word, you may be a prey and you will be tossed, told, and thrown by every wind of doctrine. So when you say they are preaching it here, you go there. It is there, it is happening now. You go there. Ah, tune into Facebook. The man is on live now praying. You tune into Facebook immediately. You go there. But when you are rooted and grounded in the word, and you fall upon any of these false prophets' teaching. You know that this one, no go. Ting, you put it up. You tune off. But how can you tune off when you too don't know? So your desire is to now know so that when you see the first one, you tune it off. So therefore, you, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, you abandoned my flock and left them to be attacked by every wild animal. And though you were my shepherds, you didn't search for my sheep when they were lost. You took care of yourselves and left the sheep to stir. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I now consider these shepherds my enemies. Now, imagine God says he's an enemy to a prophet. Now, where is he now getting, where is he downloading the prophecies from? From another means. From another means. He said, I will hold them responsible for what has happened to my flock. I will take away their right to feed the flock. And I will stop them from feeding themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouth. The sheep will no longer be their prey. God will rescue his own. As he's rescuing us this morning. He will rescue his own from their mouth. Jeremiah 23, 15. I round it off. We're going to 32. So therefore, I just felt that I should read it. I should be reading it so I will be seeing it ourselves. He said, therefore, this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says concerning the prophets. I will feed them with bitterness and give them poison to drink. For it is because of Jerusalem's prophet that wickedness has filled this land.
Go on. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says to his people. Do not listen to these prophets when they prophesy to you, filling you with futile hopes. They are making up everything they say. They do not speak for the Lord. Go on. We're going to 32. There are some who stubbornly follow even after having no one. Is anybody telling Is anybody telling me what? So why did now this time to the Bible to tell me what to do? The mature man like me. The full chested man like me. And you're telling me what to do. Much break. Stay your name. we do. Sometimes we don't say it, but our attitude shows it. Our attitude shows it. Sometimes we don't use our mouth. We don't mount it. We don't say it. But our attitude, let me tell you something. Our attitude even speaks. That's what it speaks. Somebody can look at you and you just do something, do something, do something. You know, there are some ways you sit down, somebody knows that you are hangry and you are fidgeting. There are some ways that you <laughs> you'll be tapping your fingers. Somebody knows what is wrong with you. And you are talking. And when you get to that mode, God will just leave you. Just like the book of the scripture that my mother read this morning in Romans chapter 1. He said, God just left them. God just, you know what? He said, give them a report. Meaning that whatever you want to do, which is better? Is it not better to listen to a godly counsel and get godly results than to learn the hard way? Which is better? I prefer to listen to godly counsel and get godly results. And you enter. And the fire burns you. And you now learn very hard.
Have any of these prophets been? Have any of these prophets been in the Lord's presence to hear what He is really saying? Is a question. These ones that are talking, have they truly, really, been in my presence to hear what God is saying? Have they? He was asking them. Has even one of them cared enough to listen? God is speaking, but they are not listening. He said, look, the Lord's anger bursts out like a storm. And the wind that swells down on the heads of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will, dim will diminish until it has finished all he has planned. In the days to come, you will understand all this very clearly. I have not sent these prophets, yet they run around claiming to speak for me. I have, I have given them no message, yet they go on prophesying. If they had stood before me and listened to me, they would have spoken my words and they would have turned my people from their evil or their evil ways and deeds. Am I a God who is only close at hand? Says the Lord. No. I am far away at the same time. Can anyone hide from me in the secret place? Where can you hide? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and earth? Says the Lord. I have heard this prophet say, listen to the dream I had from God last night. And then they proceed to tell lies in my name. They proceed. How long will this go on? God is saying that it shouldn't continue. If they are prophets, they are prophets of deceit. You see now? So prophet of deceit. God himself said this. That if they say they are prophets, they are the kind of prophet that they are, they are prophets of deceit. In, in deceit. Inventing everything they say. By telling these false dreams, they are trying to... I was listening to somebody yesterday, an American preacher, and he was, he was saying that there is something that they call new teaching today in South America. And what is that new teaching? He said, adults now, he said, come, he said, come, come as little children in South America right now. He said, they say, come as little children. Now, why is he telling them to come as little children? You know what they, they said they are doing now in South America? That they will wear diaper. <laughs> when I listened to it, I first posted. I said, I don't understand. I want it to do I played it. Say they will wear diaper. Mature men and women wear diaper. So when they come to service, he said, while in service, because they are children, he said they should come as children, in their diaper they wear and poo. In I don't understand that. I don't understand. Say, come as little children. Because you just say, come as little children. So, meaning that, then now, when you come to come as little children, when you come as little children, what, what, what does children, what they wear now? They wear their upper. So, wear their upper. So, when, when children want to, want to wee, they don't run to the bathroom or restroom to wee and ease themselves there. So, they'll do it there. And that's a teaching. 
people are not saying it. May God help us. Let me end with this. So much more, but let me end with this. Matthew 24, because I said in level 15, I want to be done at the verse of God. Matthew 21, verse 43 and 46. So if I said, let me take these other things, we'll stay here for I'm going to allow one hour. Let me just. He said, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a nation that will produce the proper fruit. Anyone who stumbles over the stone, over that stone, will be broken to pieces and it will crush anyone it falls on. But the leading priests and the Pharisees heard this parable. They realized he was telling the story against them. They were the wicked, they were the wicked farmers. They wanted to arrest him. But they were afraid of the crowds who considered Jesus a prophet. Jesus, was, Jesus is the greatest prophet of all. Now, when Jesus was talking about the, this parable that Jesus gave, Jesus wanted to listen to wanted them to listen and be sober and repent. But they were not repentant enough because the reason why I said they were not repentant because they sought to kill him. If you if you are repentant, you will you will you will, you will seek to kill him now. You will repent if you had the intention of killing him killing him before because of what he has had I and mean, because of what he has said. You will just repent. In fact, let's not kill this man. Let's just leave him. This thing that he just said, nineteen shook me. He shook me. Go. Let's just leave him. But they still sought to kill him. So Jesus was trying to let them know that the purpose of God was beyond them. Beyond them. Was beyond them. But I want you to play that video as well. Because the life of a believer is restricted. You know that as a child of God, he's not everywhere you go to. It's not everywhere you go. It's not everybody you follow as your friend. So while I'm waiting for this video, I'm going to tell you a story. I think I was in SS2. One of my childhood friends who were, were living together but left to stay in Surulere because he wanted to join to become an apprentice to something in trade. So he came back one of these um, Easter period. I think it was Saturday. He came on a good Friday. When he came on that Saturday, he asked me to see him off. So as I came out from the compound, I was sitting in by my shorts and the singlet. Just woke up. So I, as we both came out of my compound and I stepped out, 
I just saw a policeman with a gun on my friend's head. I said, okay, what is it now? What is it? So I saw one behind me, held my, my shirt like that. And we're going and they pushed, they, before they pushed us inside, because we're refusing to enter the bus, one of them shot just beside me like this. So I look around like this, I see hole. <laughs> Nobody tell me I drop inside. I just jump right inside the bus. As we enter the bus, we're going, we're going. Where we used to live before in Kerikuri Town, there is a bridge, a very big bridge. So as we were coming down from the bridge, the man forgot. He was still holding the pistol like this, and his colleague was sitting in front. So as he held the pistol, when the bus came down, his right finger pressed the trigger and he shot his colleague in front. And as he shot his colleague in front, his right leg immediately just came up like this. See my friend, see me, see police that shot, see driver, see there are two elderly men and women behind us also, who they also caught. So as the village, the man's leg just went like this. And I was wondering, ah. So, and I said, because of what was going on in that area at that time, in the papa where I grew up, I just looked at my friend and I said to him, our oh, own don't finish. You know, I said, our oh, own don't finish. Police will put it on my head that we are the ones that shot him. I said, Lord. <laughs> With this one. Meanwhile, before we before that happened, I don't know how my mother got to know. So, but as the bus was going in front of our street, I just saw somebody doing like this. Ah, even me, I didn't see the person at, at first. I said, Who is that? Who is that? Whenever the bus moves, if the bus goes like this, the person will do like this. If the bus goes like this, the person will do like this. And that look very well. I said, ah, that's not my that's my mom now. She was like, You will not pass. If the boss goes like she will follow, you will not pass. The boss like she will follow, you will not pass. So the driver just just rev. I just saw my mom fell. Bah! The boss went. I didn't even know. Spontaneously, I just said, if anything happened to my mama, you all don't finish up. Man, give me I sat down. Because <laughs> I spontaneously. We just left. But we'll go to the police station in Trinity Police Station. And they said, Who are they? Where are they? Sit down here. So they give me pa, pa. Put them in the counter. We went to the counter, sat down, pa, pa, pa. So now on, don't finish the day. Ha! So why did this boy come to visit me? Why did I even see? Oh, I was thinking. I could have told him that. Boss, also lower. I'm sleeping. So cool. I will join you.
Because what happened from there? But if you want to hear the full story, see So I want us to listen to this. What they do in their afraid. Am I sure we make it? Just a video talking about one way to get clean. He's a born again puppy. He followed the narrow way to eternal life. The other ones, they want to find Krukere Road. Today they are Sunday morning to church like this, they are Christians. The moment they step out of this place, they are not Christians again. Some will live here now. It's joint, they will find themselves. And they say they are Christians. It cannot work like that. God is not mocked. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We bless your holy name. I pray, your oh God, that which you have spoken through them to me today, to them through me today, I ask, oh God, that it doesn't fall to the ground. Let it penetrate into their hearts. And I pray that they will be able to keep it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let this word not depart from them. Let it not leave them. Let it haunt them and haunt me. Let it follow me into my bathroom. Let it follow me into the restaurant. Let it follow me into my workplace. Let it follow me into my shop. Let it follow me in my living room, my bedroom, on my street, wherever I go. Let this word follow me. Let it follow me and not leave me alone until it brings forth the fruit that you so desire over my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, righteous Father. Blessed be to your holy name. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you. God bless us all.